What is going on, everybody? It is Norm coming to you with another episode of Scruffy City Sports. How's everyone doing out there? I know it's been a it's been a minute. It's it's, it's been almost like three months, if we're being honest with ourselves. The UT loss back in June really got me in my feels, and then Formula One went on summer holiday about a month ago, and just excuses, excuses. It's what it is. It's excuses. I just wanted to do a podcast, and then, well, here we are three months later. So that's that's how I'll leave it on that. I apologize. You can come at me in the comments if you want to and just, you know, whatever you want to say. But I'm back. Uh, UT football is right around the corner. We are just a few mere days away. Uh, I'm recording this on August the 28th. Uh, Tennessee plays their first game this coming Thursday, which is September the 1st. The goal going forward is to do a podcast, you know, I've said this before, on the weekend after the UT games. uh, We've got a little uh, baseball left, a couple months left of baseball, depending on if the Bravos make the postseason. And if we're speaking about the Braves, which I'm I'm, I'm rambling, I have little notes here. This is is my notes for the podcast here. I know you all want to know, 828 podcast, hello and welcome. That's where we're at right now. Then I have Formula One. Uh, I went to a Smokies game recently. Smokies games, Braves, UT football predictions, movies, and TV. That's all the notes I have. That's all I have. This is going to be a ramble-heavy podcast. So if you prefer those, you're in the right place. If you don't, just, just you know, you, you've got this far. Just give me a little while, and, and we'll go from there. So let's, let's what I'm going to do, the order of things here, it's going to be Formula One, baseball, UT football, entertainment. There's your outline. So Formula One, if you don't want to listen to Formula One, skip ahead a few minutes uh, and and we'll get there. But what we're going to do quickly while I say that, oh, let me give you the weather because I know everyone out there likes to hear the weather. It is currently partly cloudy, which also means it's partly sunny. And it's 94 degrees here in East Tennessee in the Knox Vegas, Knoxville region. It's hot outside. I'm over it being hot. I'm tired of walking to my car and sweating. I'm ready for cool fall weather, which will happen uh, in East Tennessee probably around uh, Christmas, December. It'll cool off here. So, you know, buckle up, fasten your seatbelts, and uh, let's get on for the ride. So here we go. Norm's going to play some cue music, and then we're going to come in, talk about Formula One, and then let the journey take us. Let's talk about the Belgium Grand Prix, the Belgium GP, however you want to say it. That happened earlier this morning, uh, roughly about six or seven hours ago. It happened around 9 to 10 a.m. Most of you all may not care about it. I have recently, I mean, I've always watched Drive to Survive, the next Netflix dramedy uh, that they like to, to, they add a lot of drama to the show. If you keep up with Formula One on a regular basis, there's not much happening all those guys really like each other, and they just add the dramatics to it. But I'm here for it. I really am. Uh, if you didn't watch the uh, GP this morning, I will give you the highlights. 
uh, a bazillion people, and by a bazillion, I mean like six people took uh, some power unit changes, and therefore they got pushed to the back of the pack, had to start from the back of the grid. Max Verstappen started uh, P14. Uh, he was supposed to start P15, but Pierre Gasly started from pit lane, so he went to P14, yada, 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 ramble, ramble, ramble. Max ended up winning by about like 30-something seconds ahead of the pack. By lap six or seven, he was already in the lead, and that was really all that happened outside of Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso getting into it in turn one on Eau Rouge. Uh, nothing really else happened. Uh, Ferrari decided that they were going to Ferrari there at the end, and, and old Chuck Leclerc, as I like to call him, uh, pitted, then had a penalty and was in fifth and now ended up in sixth because of his five-second penalty. I don't know what really and truly that Ferrari's doing. And if you you don't watch, it, they are just a um, – it's kind of like UT football over the past several seasons. You're like, what What are they doing? What really? Like changing tires, horrible strategies, three stops, two stops, one stops. Oh, and during the quali, uh, I've learned from all my TikTok watching and internet searching that call it quali. So that way I'm not saying qualifying, qualifying during the qualifying on Saturday. It just sounds better if you say quali, I've learned. So that's how I'm sticking with that is quali. Uh, they had the wrong tires out there. It's just a cluster on all forms of, of Formula One. But that's really, you're caught up. They had summer break. There wasn't any races really essentially in August. Uh, they have a race next week somewhere. I don't know where yet. I, I've not got that far because I know you're here for the quality F1 content. What I want to talk about though uh, on F1, a lot of drama has happened since we last spoke. Sebastian Vettel, Vettel uh, is retiring from Formula One. He was, uh, if, if you're not familiar or didn't, you know, Drive to Survive was not around back when he won a championship in 2014. Uh, he's a four-time champion. He's uh, done great things for the sport. He's a very good person. He does all kinds of charity works and things like all-around good guy, Seb. Uh, is what they like to call him. He's retiring. And then Danny Ricardo, he is a fan favorite from Drive to Survive, got kicked out of his seat with McLaren uh, over the silly season over the last several weeks. Uh, it's kind of a sad thing. I really like Danny Ricardo. He's an Australian. I am pushing for him to be on Team Haas, which is Team America. It's Americans only. Uh, it, it's an American-based Formula One team out over there in Charlotte, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, where they do all the NASCAR stuff. Gunther, he's a crowd favorite from Drives or Survive as well. He's their crew chief or foreman or pit boss. I don't know what the term is we're going for there. Crew chief man. He's the Chris Horner of the Haas team. Um, I'm really pushing for Danny Rick to be over there with Haas. Will it happen? Who knows? But I would like Danny Ricardo to leave Formula One on his terms, not just because he got kicked out. Now, you might be like, oh, I feel bad for Danny. Let's not forget, the man's going to make $21 million for McLaren next year, whether he drives or not. So he's going to make a ton of money um, after already making like $20-something million this year with him. He's just leaving. I'm going to play something that Danny Ricardo has said in the past. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's very touching. Just, just listen to this, and I'm going to stop rambling. Enjoy the butterflies. Enjoy being naive. Enjoy the nerves, the pressure. If you, if you kind of want to stand on the top from day one, then there's nothing else to look forward to. Enjoy kind of the process of making a name for yourself and meeting some great people along the way. Yeah, so a lot of worldly people in this paddock who you can laugh with, learn from, enjoy some moments with. So 
embrace uh, embrace the good ones. Stay focused. Don't be a too far off your path. I think just like keep keep trying to build and grow and learn from yourself. But don't uh, don't forget what got you here. I mean that's it's. I mean, Danny Ricardo. I mean that's a great uh, mantra to go by. You know, don't forget what got you there. You know, don't you don't want to start on the top. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the ride uh, to get where you want to get to. And that's I think that's really a good sentiment uh, for Danny Ricardo. If you don't know anything about Danny Ricardo, he's always got a smile on his face. Like I said, he's a huge crowd favorite. I'm a big supporter of Danny Ricardo. If you were to say Norm, who's your team or whatever in Formula One, I don't have one. I, I don't. I like Haas because they're an American based team. I like Danny Ricardo. I like George Russell's style and swag. I like Charles Leclerc's style and swag. I do not like Max Verstappen, but I like Christian Horner and uh, Sergio Perez or Checo for Red Bull. I like Lewis Hamilton. I don't like Lando Norris. I was a Lando Norris fan until he recently said some comments about Dana Ricardo that I'm just not crazy about. Uh, he, he said he had no empathy or didn't feel bad for him losing his seat. And I, just, I thought that was kind of a cheap shot. I understand that you know, there's hundreds of drivers out there wanting to, to drive for Formula One, and it is the pinnacle of motorsports racing. Come at me if you want to. It's not NASCAR. It's not Formula One. Or not Formula One. It's not IndyCar. It is Formula One. It's the epicenter. It's the penultimate uh, sport for motorsport racing, in my opinion. Do I enjoy NASCAR? You know, kind of. I watched Watkins Glen the other day, and I was texting my buddy Rocky. You know, is there not a track limits violation here? They're going like 17 wide out of one of these bus stop turns. And I was just like, you know, I was getting into it. It was exciting. But to me, it's just Formula One has really grasped me, grasped, taken hold of Norm and, and all those things. And I just I just really enjoy it right now. It's definitely not a southeastern or a southern sport. That's for sure. But I just like the, the backstories. I like, you know. What all's going on? Drive to survive. I said it earlier. Really throws a dramatic spin on what's happening outside of all this stuff. There is tons of Danny Ricardo supporters in Formula One. Christian Horner has a great interview about it. Lewis Hamilton's come to his side. Sebastian's come to his side. Pretty much everybody is on Danny Ricardo's side, other than Lando Nor- Norris, who's his teammate. And I just I like that about it. You know. Pretty much all the racing is, it's all strategy based. It's all, you know, how they do in qualifying, setting up things. And it's just, it's just piqued my interest currently right now at this moment in time. And I'm here for it. I really am. So if, if you like Formula One, you want to chit chat with me, you know, hit me up on the Twitters or wherever you want to follow me along at, and we can discuss Formula One. But anyway, let's uh, we have some transition music. We're going to come back, talk a little baseball, and then uh, we'll, we'll just keep going. Chrissy, wake up. I'm just, I'm enamored with all things Chrissy, wake up at the moment. If you don't know, that's from Stranger Things and uh, it's season four is fantastic. I won't talk about it now, but we'll, we'll get to it here in a few minutes. All right, let's talk about Smokey's baseball. Uh, they are second last I checked or last I cared to check uh, in the Southern, Southern, the double the A Southern North division, I think is what they are in uh, doing great. I went up there Wednesday night with a group of buddies of mine. We did the all you can eat Wednesday special. Uh, food was a little suspect, not going to lie. Uh, did, did, I, I ate food, but it was uh, a little on the rare side for my burger, my nacho cheeseburger. You know, I do the low carb thing. So I, I had about four hot dogs with nacho cheese on them. Uh, if you know, you know, that is a massy dog uh, is what we like to call there in Lenoir city, a massy dog. 
a hot dog with nacho cheese. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Smokies ended up losing the game. We went to five to four on a base running blunder by the third base coach. I love going to a baseball game. I played baseball. I, I know some of y'all probably know that, but I played from when I was a wee little kid all the way through high school. I loved it. I was too fat to, I can't say fat. I was too big. I was too well-rounded. Uh, to make it out of high school, but I love baseball. I know a lot about it. It is my go-to sport of choice if you want to chit-chat and we can, you know, hit the finer things of baseball. But what I really loved about going to the Smokies game, and we had fantastic seats. We're on the fourth row there. We're around a a group of individuals that were partaking in a lot of adult beverages. Uh, One young lady in particular, she knew nothing about the game of baseball, which was fantastic. She was heckling or attempting to heckle. It was pretty bad. But anyway, we're in like the bottom of the seventh or the eighth inning. Smokies have bases loaded. Uh, a sharply hit ball out into left field. Guy running second was Bryce Ball. He used to be a Braves prospect, got traded. Anyway, he's rounding third. He's got it easily to home. And the third base coach was pulling a Ron Washington. Go, 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 go. Then runs halfway down the line. He's like, stop, stop, stop. I mean, he had it by a country mile. So this Bryce Ball is like a 6'4 behemoth of an individual. You know, puts on the brakes and then gets in a rundown. The whole crowd is yelling at this young double-A prospect for the Cubs about how it's his fault. It's the base It's the base coach's fault. The base coach told him to stop, so he stopped. That's what he's supposed to do. Now, he could have made a judgment decision and kept going, but everybody's dogging this kid who's like, you know, 22, 23. I don't know how old he is. Blaming it on him, but it was clearly the third base coach made the running air there, and, and they just gave him a hard time. Uh, the highlights of the evening, old Sonny DeShera, it's just a fine – I've said it before on this podcast when he played for Auburn. He is my spirit animal uh, for, for anything baseball-related. I, I got a, a wave and a chuckle out of him. We were yelling at him, telling him he did a great job. Uh, I think he ended up going like two for one with three or four walks uh, on the evening. Uh, and then I got to see the volunteer fireman, which I think Rocket City Trash Pandas have named him the Rocket Fireman now or the Rocket Man or – Something along those lines got a, got a wave out of him and a smile. It's good to see those guys from college already making it up to the AA ranks, which is exciting for them. Looking forward, I, I think, out of all the Vols that were drafted, uh, Ben Joyce, the volunteer fireman, has got the best shot of making it to the majors the fastest just because he's a relief pitcher. Uh, and he, he threw a couple innings in their six-game set over the, over the past week. Uh, it's good to see them. Uh, everybody else is still in low A ball. Uh, Jordan Beck and Drew Gilbert, and, and I didn't have this in my notes, and clearly when I covered my outline, we weren't going to talk about it. They both started in the Futures League, which is essentially like college baseball. It's not even a low A field, which is strange to me while they started so low. I, I guess maybe they just want to protect them or just run them through the rest of this season and then promote them after that. So they're they're down in there. Trey Lipscomb, Cortland Lawson, they're all still in futures ball. They're, they've not grasped the even low A ball as of yet. So I really wish them the best. Uh, a few weeks ago, months ago, I was going to do a podcast and break down their stats and I I haven't done that. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe when base, UT baseball gets around, we'll, we'll dedicate a podcast to those guys that really built up UT baseball again. But but we're not here to talk about that. Let's talk about the Braves really quickly. I'm going to throw some transition music because I get to get a drink. Hold on just a second. All right, let's talk about the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball. I've had 
the absolute hardest time, one, caring to keep up with baseball. I mean, I, I say caring to keep up with. I follow along every game. I, I keep up with it on my phone, the scores and all that. I just can't stream anything anymore. Bali Sports, uh, I don't know what they're doing. They came out with this Bali Sports Plus package in the last couple of weeks that doesn't include Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball needs to get out of their own way and just let us watch the games if we're in market. NFL has come out with a, a brilliant package that's cheap. I think for 7 bucks a month, you can watch all in and out of market games. So essentially all NFL games for 7 bucks a month, live, in action, with replay and all that stuff. MLB, are you listening? Give us that. MLB TV is the biggest ripoff ever. Now, I understand. Now, let's say MLB, let's say I am a Seattle Mariners fan. And I want to get MLB Plus. Well, living in Knoxville, that that works for me. I can watch all of their games as long as they're not playing the Reds or Atlanta. So that's the vast majority of their games because, you know, they don't play them that much. But as an Atlanta Braves fan in Knoxville, I am blacked out uh, of their area. And so I can't watch any of their games on MLB Plus. I can watch the recap after the game. And now I can't even use Bally Sports. Uh, without an actual cable subscription and who has actual cable subscriptions anymore so it's just been very hard for me to follow along um i was following along when youtube was playing baseball and i just never could get into it the game is just so much different than college baseball that i just couldn't grasp on it and then the ball's losing i just i mean i'm interested it's not like i'm not a braves fan i'm wearing an atlanta braves polo today and all that stuff i just can't get into it like i used to it's so hard to watch a game if the braves aren't playing on you know big fox you know like a saturday night game or a sunday night baseball or during the week on espn and they rarely are uh it's usually the yankees or the red Sox or somebody along those lines and i just don't enjoy watching those teams so Braves currently, I think, are three games back. I'm not sure if the Mets are winning today. The Braves played tonight on Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, if they win and the Mets lose, they're two games back. Uh, if they both lose, they're still three games back. That's how that works. Braves have really been peaking. They're playing wonderful baseball the last couple of months. They are like 50 and 20 or something silly like that over their last uh, 60 or 70 games. They're playing really good. The problem with that is the Mets are also playing just as good. Uh, the Mets usually Mets. Uh, if you get that saying, Mets is getting Metsy. Um, that's what they usually do, but they haven't so far this year. Uh, the Braves are comfortably in the wild card spot. If you're a Major League Baseball fan, don't forget they've really changed up the playoffs this year. It's like the top 16 teams. I don't know if it's 16, I think it's 14. Uh, teams get in. Uh, the overall best record in the AL and NL get a bye into the divisional series. Then you have your wild card three game set, then to the divisional or not championship, then division or ch- divisional, then championship. Sorry, Norm rambling uh into that so the braves have a comfortable lead over that it looks like from a major league baseball standpoint that the nl east uh barring the phillies have a big meltdown we'll have three teams the mets braves and phillies all make the playoffs which is spectacular and also horrifying uh the phillies will in their like i think it's 10 or 11 year playoff drought uh, if they make it to the playoffs this year the mariners are also doing really well Uh, they could end their 20 plus year playoff drought as well if they make it but i'll go on we'll we will i'll talk about that later on i'm not going to give you stats or averages or anything like that but the braves are playing really good uh they've called up a lot of big name prospects money mike mike harris is playing phenomenal a local kid out of knoxville spencer strider is playing out of his britches this year i think it's due to the mustache i can't remember if he played for cak gibbs or harden valley but he played for one of those in knoxville and went to clemson 
had a great college career and was drafted last year. Doing really good. Vaughn Grissom is also doing very well for the Braves. Only thing going forward, uh, if you remember last year, the uh, uh, I wanted to call him Danny Ricardo, the uh, Freddie Freeman debacle uh, with the Atlanta Braves is kind of eerily playing similar to that with Dansby Swanson. I really hope he continues to be a brave. Uh, I got into it with one of my buddies at the Smokies game saying he wanted to move on from Dan- from Dansby. Kevin, uh, do not – I mean, I get where you're coming from, but I really like Dansby. He's an Atlanta kid, and I, I hope to see him as our shortstop. I understand that we're going to have a log jam uh, with Vaughn Grissom and Ozzy coming back, but, hey, I, what Dansby did, he won a ring, and, and he's in one of Atlanta's own. I, I hope he stays and, you know – if he doesn't want to and wants to make the money, he just needs to look back and see play all those Freddie Freeman tears when he came back because that was just straight garbage. I'm not going to talk about Freddie Freeman anymore. I've already mentioned his name more than I wanted to. But anyway, I digress. I do want to touch on the Marcel. I'm from the Braves, Ozuna. He got a DUI over the last couple of weeks. I'm I'm over it. I'm over Marcel. I'm over the Marcel Ozuna experience. I understand that Major League Baseball does not have a policy against DUI. The man got arrested for domestic violence last year. I understand it was not dismissed, but he went through a program, yada, yada, yada. I don't care. He is a hindrance to the clubhouse. They just need to take the – I think he's owed $30 million after this season. Uh, He signed a four-year, 60-something million-dollar contract. They just need to cut that as a loss. It's $30 million. Just move on. Cut him at the end of the season or whatever they're going to do. I'm tired of getting on Twitter and seeing everybody bashing him, and I'm tired of him – coming up on everyone's social media when he does something stupid. So he he was great for us for the 2020 shortened season, and that was really about it. He has been a headache ever since then. Uh, I don't encourage drinking while driving any of that garbage. It's just time to write it off as a loss, and I'm sure that's what will happen at the end of the season. The Braves have declined comment and are going to wait until the legal matter is over. I have no idea how long it takes to try a DUI case in Atlanta. If that's a one-week thing, two-month thing, six-month thing, I have no idea. I am not a criminal defense lawyer or a prosecutor for the uh, Atlanta Fulton area. But anyway, that is my thoughts on that. It's time to move on from what's his name? Marcel is in. All right, let's uh, that's enough about baseball. Let's do UT football and then we will do uh, some pop culture stuff. You ready? How are we feeling about my transition music today? I did a little something different. Did a, little, a lot of TikTok sounds because I'm a huge Tiki Tac fan. Uh, but anyway, let's talk UT football. Let's. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is just go over the schedule. Uh, football is not my mainstay. I, I I feel like I'm versed enough to carry on a conversation. Uh, but but for this podcast and all that stuff, I think we're just going to kind of hit that run down the schedule. My thoughts, my predictions, how we're going to do all that fun stuff. All right, so like I said, September the 1st uh, is Tennessee's first home game against Ball State. I've got that as a win. You should probably have it as a win as well. Last I checked, the uh, booking agents or the, the betters, Las Vegas had us as like a 36-point favorite. It's probably 36.5 or 35.5, but good golly, Miss Molly. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a win for us. Uh, Brew McCoy did get el- was eligible. Uh, I think Friday, late Friday night or Friday afternoon, he was declared eligible by the NC2A. So that's always good to have old brew. Brews for brew is what I like to say for his NIL deal. 
Uh, we'll be back. After that, we go to Pittsburgh. Now, Norm has this. Uh, I guess we're being serious. I was going to just say we're going to win all 12 games, but I guess we'll be serious here. Uh, I have this as a swing game for us. I know uh, a lot of people uh, in the UT football fandom have this as a guaranteed win. Pitt has a fantastic defensive line and probably offensive line as well. I think this is a swing game for us. I do think, however, it's winnable. But I think it's a swing swing game. I'll, I'll drink my orange Kool-Aid. I'm wearing my orange glasses. But I'm going to try to be as realistic as possible when I give you this expectation score sheet here. All right, so it's a swing game. Then we come back home on the 17th to play Akron. Definitely a win uh, for that. So, that, so now we're two and an ish uh, as far as Pittsburgh goes. Then the game of the season, Norm is calling. That's Florida comes to Knoxville. And I'm going to tell you right now, if we do not, if we do not beat Florida this year, I don't think we will ever beat Florida in my lifetime. They have a new coach. Uh, I've heard several people say they've got, you know, they've got one guys everywhere. So they're, they're, you know, their number one starters are really good. After that, they have no depth chart. They've got maybe 20 guys uh, is what I've heard from numerous sources around the college world that they just do not have a depth chart. They don't have a roster. They don't have the second and third Jimmys and Joes, uh, kind of what Tennessee has been dealing with for the past couple of seasons. So we, we've got the it guy, but after the it guy, we have no guy. I really, I would take us going like one and 11 if that one win was over Florida this year. I am so sick and tired of losing to Florida. We have beat them once in like the past 20 years. I'm tired of it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. It's a win. Uh, and I've, I've got it as a must win on my schedule here. Must win at Florida. Okay? Must win. If we do not win at Florida, I don't know what I'll do. I'll probably cry. And then you probably want to hear another podcast until I start talking about basketball. So that's 24th of September. Going on, then we travel to Death Valley. We get an off week. Then we go down to LSU. Uh, I also have this as a swing game. I think we will beat one, uh, either LSU or Pitt is kind of how I'm breaking this down. Uh, I don't think they've named a quarterback as of yet. LSU's quarterback the other day just decided he wasn't going to play football anymore, just up and quit. So who knows? They have a new coach. Brian Kelly is down there now. I don't know. I don't know as far as that goes. Uh, then we've got our first definite loss of the season that's at uh, the – I can't say their name. Uh, it's Roll something. Nick Saban's their head coach. They wear crimson. I hate talking about them. Comes to Knoxville. Uh, as much as I wear the orange colored glasses, we're just not in a league of those people down there, those mouth breathers from the state that starts with an A. So that's a definite loss for me. Back after that to UT Martin, definite win. Uh, Kentucky, those mouth breathers to the north of us don't have a shot. Plus, I saw somebody on ESPN the other day say they were going to go 11-1 and with their only loss to Tennessee. Now, I understand that Kentucky has a pretty cupcake schedule this year, but seriously, Kentucky? Kentucky doesn't play anyone this year. No one. They don't play anybody. They play Florida and Tennessee, and that's it on their schedule. Uh, And Georgia, I think. So that's a win for me. Uh, next loss uh, in November the 5th, first game in November, is Georgia. Again, Georgia is in a league of their own, much like Alabama. I do not see us beating them. Uh, then Missouri comes to town, win, of course, against Missouri. South Carolina, I have a swing game, and I'm not really sure. I, I don't, I'm not buying in the Spencer-Radler hop. 
really think that's a winnable game, but it's at South Carolina, and I don't know how our season's going to play out for that. I don't know where we're going to be. A lot of wins, if we had a couple of bad losses, how South Carolina's going to react, because it's the next to last game of the season. Um, so while I have it as a swing game, I'm leaning toward that being more of a win uh, as far as that goes. Uh, and then we have Vanderbilt. There's no even point in talking about Vanderbilt. I don't know why they're in the SEC. Yes, they were decent in baseball for the past several years, but come on. It's time for them to move out. With Oklahoma and Texas coming in, it's time to kick out Vandy, bring in Notre Dame, bring in North Carolina, bring in Clemson, bring in Florida State, bring it. Hey, bring back Georgia Tech. Get rid of Vanderbilt. They ain't doing nothing for nobody. They've got a great hospital over there. They have a somewhat decent baseball team, although the last year or so, you know, you might not say that. But anyway, let's get them out of the SEC. I'm tired of them. I'm tired of seeing Anchor Down. I'm tired of seeing the Commodores. I'm tired of seeing their stupid logo. It's time for them to graciously bow out of the SEC and become a WAC, MAC, AAA, whoever conference wants to pick them up it's you've you've served your time very well goodbye goodbye vanderbilt all right so let's break that down i really have norm has us going eight and four now eight and four can easily easily with my tinted glasses become nine and three and i mean really if you want to play the game it could be ten and two i mean i'm not going to say that i listen if tennessee goes ten and two i would be ecstatic with ten and two trust me i would Go buy me some orange and white overalls. I'll go buy a new polo, whatever. I'll be ecstatic. But realistic, Norm, I'm happy with eight and four. That's an improvement. Now, my eight and four needs to be a win over Florida. That has to be in there. And then I will give you a loss at Pitt, a loss at LSU, and then Georgia, Alabama. I'll take that. Take it every day of the week. Now, eight and four, I just said it. Eight and four can easily be nine and three, depending on how this goes. Tennessee is like a two and a half, three point favorite over the majority of their teams. One play here, one play there. Again, eight and four easily turns into a nine and three, 10 and two. I, I don't see 10 and two. I just don't, I can't fathom us beating Pitt, LSU, South Carolina, and only losing to or Alabama and Georgia. I just don't see that happening. I really don't. I love it. I love what we're doing. I just don't think our defense is good enough to be a 10 and 2. But anyway, I digress. I digress. Football is here. I just wish it was a little cooler in the air. Tennessee's back. Um, you know, that's all I really can say. But anyway, going forward with UT football stuff, after Ball State, I will do a podcast that weekend. It's Labor Day weekend, so I'll throw one up after that. Immediate reactions. I'll give you the stats, all that fun stuff in the podcast to come ahead all right but saying all of that let's go on and let's talk about some pop culture stuff how's that sound everybody It's corn. It's corn. Has everybody seen that? Are you on TikTok? Are you anywhere in the social media sphere? Have you seen everyone remaking? It's corn. I really love it. It's lumpy and butter. It's corn. Anyway, if you haven't, it just type in it's corn in your Google search bar and you will see a bazillion things pop up into the stratosphere about that. Let's talk about, I think I've not got a rundown of things, but let's talk about winter is coming. Thanks, Ned Stark. Winter is coming. Hot D is what George R.R. R. Martin or G.R.R.M. 
is proclaiming to call the Game of Thrones House of the Dragon, which came out last Sunday night. HBO is saying it's broken all kinds of streaming records. It was their biggest premiere ever. Uh, all these streaming service film pop culture people that I follow on Instagram say it's outstreamed Stranger Things. Anything you want to say, it's it's up there against it is outperformed them, which to me is just somewhat mind boggling. But whatever. Um, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it. It was great. If you are a Game of Thrones fan, I'm sure you have strong opinions on how season seven and eight played out as far as the finale goes. GRRM, that's how I'm going to refer, refer to George R.R. R. Martin, uh, blasted it. He didn't like the way it finished. Most people in my circle of friends did not care for how season eight ended. If you've not watched season eight, it's fine. The run-up to season eight was spectacular television. Season eight, uh, Dave and Buster, Benioff, or whoever, Dave and Benioff, whatever their names are, I can't remember, have went on to do nothing because season eight did, was so terrible. Uh, and I think that tells you all you need to know about season eight. Pacing was terrible, blah, 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 dragons, Danny, enslaver, you know, freer of change, mother of dragons, Targaryen does her thing. But anyway, I'm not talking about Game of Thrones. I, I could talk about Game of Thrones on its own 27 podcast if I needed to. But Hot D is what the internet is ablaze and calling uh, House of the Dragon, is set about 200 years, 170-ish years before uh, the fall uh, or Danny Targaryen was born, to, or Daenerys, 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 Targaryen, 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 Targaryen was born. It talks about kind of, this is at the peak of the Targaryen Empire, a rule. Uh, lots of things are happening. If, if you don't know about it, there's plenty of YouTube videos, but essentially you've got Daemon Targaryen, who's kind of, they're painting him as a bad guy at the moment. His sister, Rhaenerys Targaryen, she's kind of like an Arya Stark She's not really wanting to do girl things and dress up and play dolls. She's out riding her dragons and, and do, <laughs> she's doing things like that sounded bad, but she really is riding a dragon in the first season, first episode, uh, and doing things like that. Uh, and, and I'm along for the ride. There was the dialogue was spectacular. It's, it's Game of Thrones stuff. So there was blood, guts, and adult things uh, in the episode already to begin with. It's fantastic. I'm along for the ride. I'm along for the the black versus green dynamic that we're going to have for the next several seasons. Uh, George has already said that there's going to be a hard cap on three or four seasons. We are leading up to, if you're not familiar with the uh, Dance of the Dragon, which is essentially the civil war between the Targaryens. Spoiler alert, I know. Uh, but if you watch Game of Thrones, you know that they had kind of a falling out there with the Mad King and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's the buildup we're leading to. And I'm here for it. Uh, I went into this show with low, the lowest of low expectations uh, with the season eight on my mind. And it, it far outweighed that stuff. I love seeing the sigils with the beautiful colors. Damien, or Damien Targaryen with his, his dragon helmet was beautiful. Uh, he was out there wielding his Valerian steel blood sister, black sister, something sister sword. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. I will say there's a couple of scenes that are a little squeamish. Mamatoes girl. Uh, but that's Game of Thrones for you, man. It was spectacular. 
I think, like I said, there's only going to be three or four seasons of this. There are several other Game of Thrones shows that are in the works that uh, good old George has led us to. Uh, I think one of those is set like eight or 10,000 years before with the original Long Night, uh, with the Night King being in there. Uh, there's one with uh, Neforia. That's not how you say her name. I don't know what her name is. She was from the Dune clan several years ahead, too, as, as far as that, with the Sand Sisters. Uh, and then one more than I'm I'm blanking on at the moment. But there's three or four more Game of Thrones shows in the works. Uh, don't listen to all the internet chatter about Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon was renewed for season two after this episode. That's false information. It was renewed before it even came out back in May. It was, you know, announced back then that, oh, HBO is already greenlit season two. So I don't know why they're plugging that, I guess, just for publicity reasons that we've got to push that. Uh, for going forward but you will be getting a season two three and i would imagine three or four of house of the hot d house of the dragon uh going forward other things i want to talk about in the entertainment sphere uh a movie that's on hulu if you've got hulu and you enjoyed uh, predator at all any of those movies back with arnold schwarzenegger the og predator this movie is called prey it is like the origin story. The I don't know why all these people are giving us backstories before the original story. Fast and Furious did that originally with Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. You have to, even though that's the third movie, you bring it down, slot it over, and then stick it back in. That's not the case here. Prey is the OG, and who knows if we'll get another Predator that comes to Earth. But it's fantastic. It really was. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I really hate that we couldn't see that in a movie theater. I feel like a move, like a theatrical release for that would have been spectacular. Uh, if we we're giving it, you know, out of a ten scale, I'd give it about a seven and a half, eight um, out of ten. Maybe most of that's just because it was Hulu on Hulu, and I was very impressed with that. Uh, another cool thing about that show is if you want to watch it, you can actually they have a Comanche version where the whole movie is in Comanche. I, I don't know how to explain that to you other than they're speaking Comanche. Uh, and it's pretty cool. It's the only movie to ever be dubbed in Comanche. So if you feel inclined, you can go check it out in Comanche on Hulu. But it's spectacular. Uh, April, I think it's Mid-Thunder is her name. She did a great job. The whole cast did a great job. It's really cool um, just to see indigenous. Now, here, here Norm, speak here. I don't know. I, for one, I'm not a native or indigenous American, so I'm going to refer to them as both terms because I Googled this because I didn't know how to refer to an indigenous or native American. And Google told me that they some people go by one or the other. So I'm just going to lump them together and say native indigenous Americans or indigenous native Americans. I, I know that's like one of those double sayings that you're not supposed to say, but I don't know how to I don't know how to correctly say that in 2022 other than April mid thunder did a fantastic job. It's really cool to see, uh, indigenous people, you know, essentially a movie with just indigenous people. And then a few French guys in there mixed in as well. It's really cool to see that their culture is being well represented in a movie that I think that's pretty neat to see. Anyway, moving forward, stranger things Four. That was fantastic. Uh, season four of Stranger Things. Really upset now that Netflix is going to make us wait till 2024 to get season five of Netflix or <laughs> season five of Netflix. Season five of Stranger Things. That's just so stupid. I'm tired of Netflix. 
I just don't, they, they get in their own way so much. Like we had to wait a month for no reason. The, the actual reason is though that Q2 ended and then Q3 started. So we had to get those number boosts again to bump their stats uh, for Netflix. So that's the real reason we had to wait a month in between the release of that. So it looks like, you know, their sponsorships or subscription base grew when it didn't. Uh, most people, Nothing on Netflix. I mean, Netflix is really kind of a home for anime now. I've, I've kind of become a big anime watcher lately, but there's nothing really else on there to watch. If you're not watching The Greatest British Bake Off or Stranger Things, there's not much going on there. There, there really isn't. I, I'll, I'll give you a couple of shows. Maybe uh, Archive 81 is kind of like a Blair Witch meets uh, like Midnight Mass-ish kind of heredity show that's really good. Um, but there's not really anything else on there. There's a new show that came out called Echoes that's just weird. It's about this twin sister, these twin sisters that trade lives. It's It has a good premise, but it's Netflix, so it gets in its own way several times. Um, there's another show that's got the girl from Scream where she's in a plane crash in the middle of the Canadian forest. It, good premise, poor execution. She did fine. Just it was a weird show. It ended really weird. Uh, I think that's Take Breath is the name of that show. But Netflix really, their original content is lackluster at best, as always. I just don't know what their problem is. A uh, Gray Man recently came out as well, which is a good book. Uh, it's got old uh, Ryan Gosling. Not Ryan Gosling. It's uh, is it Ryan Gosling? Yes, Ryan Gosling, and then Chris uh, Evans. They play pretty good roles. I don't understand why we need a sequel for that. I thought it was fine on its own. There's like a several books in that series. But anyway, I'm rambling as far as that goes on that stuff. But yeah, Netflix, I don't understand what they're doing. It's very confusing to me. I will say that I'm all jazzed up about House of the Dragon. Also coming out this week is the new Lord of the Rings show. And I would say my expectations are even lower for that show than they were House of the Dragon. I don't know who out there is saying, hey, we want this show. We need... We're not even talking about Middle Earth. We're talking about like First Earth, New Earth. I don't even understand the premise of this show. I don't know why anyone needed it. I don't know why Amazon is green lighting it. It's much like the new A League of Their Own show. Who is out there raising their hand saying, hey, we need to remake A League of Their Own? I, I don't know who. Who was out there? It's not me. I thought Tom Hanks and Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell in the mid-90s classic was a very wholesome movie that we didn't need to be remade, but clearly I'm mistaken on all that stuff. So it is what it is. I don't understand all these remakes and redos and prequels and sequels that, that TV are making. I understand it's all about the money. I get that, but it's just I don't know who's asking for it. I don't know what group of people is saying, hey, we need that, because I'm not sure who does. But anyway, I think... I think, I really truly think that's about it. I think that... Winter is coming. And say it for us, Cersei. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. That is very true. I think that's it. I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, 40-ish minute podcast today. I've rant and rambled about all things. Uh, Formula One, baseball, UT sports, and a little pop culture. I think going forward, I'm going to do a little more pop culture stuff. I really like that. Uh, if you know me, I'm a huge movie buff, movie fan, TV show, TV fan. I'm just encumbered with all things uh, pop culture stuff. So I think we're going to introduce a little more of that. I know at one point in time we talked about maybe getting another co-host guest, kind of that stuff. All that's kind of on the back burner. Uh, Norm's fault on some of that stuff, but I'm just kind of doing my own thing again. 
Glad to be in the cockpit. Uh, Maverick here taking over, uh, enjoying podcasting again. I know I've said it before. It's my weekly therapy session, and I'm glad to be getting back in the grind now that summer breaks over. We will be doing this weekly again. Uh, I'm just looking forward to your beautiful faces. Thank you so much for enjoying me. Go Vols. Go watch something on Netflix, and if it was decent, tell me all about it. And until next week, I will see you guys later.